JudgeCast, 130, CJ, Jess. Yeah, this is Jess. Brian. Yes. All right, we're all here. So, terrible news. We already recorded this episode once, and now we had to record it again. So, so this That's is going to cool. be no jokes, because we all made them last night. Yeah, we made them all. They were great jokes last night, Should've and also we're all kind of time compressed. You know what, CJ? You're going to get a penalty okay. for recording extra podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's uh let's do our mea culpa again. On our last episode, we had a no no no, no. We, we already we already admitted it once. It's yeah, fun. well, we had to do it again. Uh, on our last episode that everyone heard, we made a little mistake with Grip of Desolation. Uh, that's the card that says exile target creature, and exile and target land. Uh, we mistakenly stated that it could not target the same thing twice, meaning we were saying that you had to have a creature to target and a land to target. Although. I mean, you're almost always going to have those two targets anyway. But we mistakenly said that uh, you had to have two targets. That is not correct. Because the card says has the word in target in it twice, you can actually act, uh, target the same thing twice. So like a man land or an awakened land, you could actually art, uh, target it twice if you had some just burning need to do that. Yep. And I, I embarrassingly went off at some length about how important that was to know. Yeah, and if you didn't hear any of that, that's because I actually removed it from the episode because I didn't want... I was trying to avoid confusing people um, during their pre-releases. And in fact, maybe I'll remove this correction after a while, you know? Only only the first listeners get to hear it. <laughs> Just like only the first listeners heard the mistake. Oh, man, can we do that every time? Have like have like a, a uh, an Easter note. egg that you only get to hear if you download the episode in the first like day? <laughs> we could, but it'd be a lot of work. All right. And that's where I tell everyone about what foils are in the next Judge Conference pack. <laughs> oh, did you cut that out, CJ? Yeah, I cut oh, that okay. out. But yeah, it was great. Did oh, you also yeah, cut the great. part out where he told us about the exemplar stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all gone. He told us about yeah, when the mailing is going to happen. He told oh, us everything. <laughs> everything. Well, there are no been an early adopter. All right. We promise no jokes on this episode. People don't listen for the jokes. <laughs> They listen for raw information that they could have read themselves. Hey, we got we got with the with the FAQ episode, we had some feedback where it was like, you guys rambled too much, and then we also got feedback of loved all the humor and references, guys. I <laughs> you guys at least you're passionate about it. That's a good all right. Thing. So we have a new infraction procedure guide. Uh we do. Yeah, we do, with uh some big changes to drawing extra cards and then a bunch of other Minor changes. It's got that new remember. IPG smell. Oh, it smells delightful. It smells like stale smells pizza, like... dude. <laughs> yeah. I love stale pizza. Like, yeah, I don't know. Every time we, every time the IPG has has serious changes, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's there, you know. Right, it's, you just open the fridge. It's there. But okay, <laughs> we're in danger here. Like, it's hard. We it's don't hard. want to talk about it again. No, we don't. All right. we're stalling. Yeah, so let's talk which, about drawing extra didn't cards. change in this IPG. No, uh, stalling has not changed in a long time. So we decided that we would just go over drawing extra cards again. So anything we said in our previous episode about the new IPG, let's just throw that out, although a lot of it still does apply again. But let's just start fresh to make sure we're all, we're all on the same page here. So what is drawing extra cards now? All right, there's the two easy ones. First off. Drawing extra cards is if someone puts one or more cards into their hand illegally. Easy enough. That's how it always existed. It's also drawing extra cards if someone has excess cards in their hand, and we have no idea how those cards got there. Mm -hmm. 
So they it, get it can be accounted for. I don't know. I don't know. Probably Jerome at some point. That's drawing extra cards. Yep. And so it's interesting to note uh, that drawing extra cards has, as long as I can remember, applied to things that weren't necessarily drawing cards. Like if something returned to your hand somehow and wasn't supposed to be, that's drawing extra cards. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like that matters for this next line. <laughs> so direct quote from the RPG is uh, drawing extra cards is now also if someone fails to verify specific characteristics of a card with his or her opponent as required by spell or ability before putting it into his or her hand. I think it's a little hard to parse in text, but in practice, it, it is basically what we used to call failure to reveal. So if someone plus ones the Ajani that can get a creature, Planeswalker, or Aura and put it into your hand and they don't reveal the card to everyone, that now counts as drawing extra cards. So they put it directly in their hand, right? Um, somebody... And this, this, does, this does good things. Like, this also removes the ambiguity of, of someone having to figure out, like, I attack you with a goblin guide, and you just you take, pick up the top card of your library, you look at it, but don't reveal it, and then you just put it in your hand. Well, mm -hmm. did you... Which, which did you do? You know, well... Okay, you, it was a failure to reveal, but now you don't have to spend any time worrying about whether it was GRV failure to reveal or drawing extra cards because it's in drawing extra. Whichever one it was going to be, it's in drawing extra cards now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's always been an awkward call, but the resolution was always the same back then. It was a game loss back then. Now it's always a warning, so it's kind of, you know, it doesn't matter. Now it's in drawing extra cards. Uh, okay, so now this is this is so so uh, we just carved off some some of the GRV failure to reveal stuff and we put that into DEC. Uh, we're now also carving off a little bit from looking at extra cards in this next thing. Um, if you are instructed to uh, do something to the set of cards on top of your library and you do it to too many cards. Uh, we're it's going to be DEC now, and we're going to apply uh, a fix. So the the example that drove this being added in because this happens like every event ever um, <laughs> is I look at the top eight while I'm instead of seven with dig through time. Okay, so what that is is that is now considered drawing extra cards. Yes, I know you didn't actually put them in your hand, but it's lumped together for tracking purposes. Um, so that is now going to be drawing extra cards. And then the fix, there is a, an additional fix for drawing extra cards. We're going to get to that is only going to apply to the set. So uh, the set of cards in your hands for, the, for, for that action. So if you scry two and you're supposed to scry one or you're supposed to look at the top five cards of your library for whatever reason, you look at the top six. Those are the kind of things that we're talking about applying here. Yeah, the scry one's particularly big. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing, and this is a complete reversal from last time, uh, which again, this is moving into into uh, moving a GRV into drawing extra cards. If a GRV or CPV, okay, it's communication policy violation, causes the DEC, okay, causes you directly causes you to draw a card, the infraction is going to be drawing extra cards. So if you cast a divination for two and a white. Uh, that is going to be DEC. Um, if uh, uh, you draw too many cards as the result of a CPV, uh, that's also going to be drawing extra cards. 
Um, and again, the reason that it's moved here is for tracking purposes. So if you cast a Elvish Visionary for one and a white instead of one and a green and resolve its trigger to draw a card when it enters the battlefield, that's also DEC. And this is interesting. Um, there's been a lot of kind of pushback to this idea uh, because previous IBGs, as you mentioned, have, have not handled it quite that way. Um, but for most infractions, if there is if, if you have the option of going, is this a GRV or something more specific, you use the something more specific first. Right. And, and this is really just the same philosophy applied to GRV. If we've drawn an extra card, we don't call it a GRV because it's a draw an extra. You draw an extra card. Yeah, it it does. It does create a little bit of weird situation. Whereas if I cast if I cast the Elvish Visionary, OK, for one and a, or, or divination, if I cast divination for two and a white and we catch it while it's on the stack, then it's GRV. OK, yeah, that's true. But if you we, we cast it and we draw we draw cards. And again, the reason for that is, OK, drawing extra cards used to be a game loss. Uh, and so you didn't you tended not to rack those up uh, a whole lot but now it's a warning and we want to we want to track uh, uh, people who might be you know uh, angle shooting a little bit and maybe getting one or two you know two warnings that kind of thing so we've kind of expanded the definition a little bit to to pull in more stuff so that we can we can keep an eye on more of the angle shoots to solve another problem, which is a lot of times it was really hard for judges, especially newer judges, to differentiate when it should be a GRV and it should be a drawing extra cards. And now it's very clear. It's drawing extra cards. And then you go through the fixes that we're about to go through and decide which fix applies. But you never have to wonder, well, he drew some extra cards. Is this a GRV or drawing extra cards? It's just always drawing extra cards. Yeah, cool. All right, let's talk about fixes. I like that we didn't have to stumble through Brian remembering what Elvish Visionary was that time. All right, I remembered it this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, I mean, it's the guy, it's the elf. His arms are out. Yes. One in a green. I can tell you this. Uh, the flavor text, I just, the name. It's funny. Old. All right, so if the identity of the card was known to all players before we put it into hand and it can be put back with mental disruption, that's just how we fix it. So example of that is a common example you'll see in like judge tests is Doomblade a creature and the opponent thinks it's an unsummoned for whatever reason and just puts it back in their hand. Well, in that case, both me and my opponent knew what that creature was. Uh, as, as long as, I don't know, anything ridiculous hasn't pa- hasn't happened, we can put it back into the graveyard where it should be with minimal disruption. We just do that. Or or even better, uh, Prophet of Crucifix, you know, is out. Yep. So it's it's there, it's visible. And for whatever reason you draw, you play your Elvish Visionary, you draw your card... Oh, I think you mean coarser, coarser. What I say? I said profit. 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, I I got I got the Elvish visionary right. I, I <laughs> you know something had to give. Something had to give right. I only got. So you got this profit at Crufix, so you can cast that coarser Crufix with flash. Yeah. Reveal that right. card right before you draw it. You're making fun of me. Never. I would never do that. <laughs> that is not a thing that happens all the time. Yeah. So so just before before we go on with the fixes, you're still getting the warning. Like all of these fixes that we're doing, this is the additional fix. Okay. You there is the the penalty of the warning. Okay. So it's not like you 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 just put the card back and just do that. There's still the warning. Just yeah, want to make that point. clear. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll tackle this next one this time. So 
Once again, direct quote from the IPG is, if the cards are drawn as part of the legal resolution of an illegally played instruction due to communication policy violation or were as the result of resolving objects on the stack or multiple instruction effects in an incorrect order, a backup may be considered or the game state left as is. So this, this is the same. I think this wording's been changed slightly maybe, but it's it's the same general idea as the last IPG. Um, if you, you know... One example is the old Horizon Spellbomb, where people were like, do I draw first? Do I search for a land first? Uh, now, if you resolve the stack out of order, we consider rewinding if, if it's been, a, you know, I wouldn't, there's nothing to rewind there really, but um, you would just get the warning and move on. Um, another example is if something said, discard a card, then draw a card. Rummaging Goblin, uh, yeah. Rummaging Goblin. I, Tibble. I like that Horizon Spellbomb example quite a lot. Oh, actually. Tibble draws first, actually. Um, yeah. Well, that's a classic. We've had policy to handle that for a while now. So, so the other the other thing is this statement is now uh, this is this is the funny part. It's almost the same sentence as last time, but it's interpreted as uh, in the completely opposite direction. Yeah, which which is kind of funny because when we were when I, I when it was out there, I was like, this is really worded weird, Toby. You should probably make it less ambiguous. It's like ah, it's fine. But it's, it's funny. Fine. It's funny that now we're interpreting the exact same words the completely opposite way. But it wasn't really ambiguous last time. <laughs> okay, right? If I if I've got one sentence that I could interpret two completely different ways, that's yeah, kind of ambiguous. But yeah, this is this is four separate clauses. If the cards were drawn as part of the legal resolution of an illegally played instruction, comma or due to a communication policy violation, comma, or were the result, uh, were as the result of resolving objects on the stack eh, or multiple instructions in an incorrect order, okay? Then you may consider a backup or leave the game state as is. And to be clear, that's so, the only fix you're going to apply. In, the, right. in, that, in that circumstance, you're not going to do anything else. You stop reading after that. <laughs> if we've met this criteria, we're like, it's one of these things. Well, we can either back up or leave the game say as is. You don't need to keep reading. You're you're done. That's it. Pick one. Um, and it's it's. I think very frequently you're going to end up you're going to end up a small backup, or if it's been a little longer, just leaving the game state as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the reason for most of this stuff is the opponent's got the opportunity to see this stuff. Okay. The legal resolution of an in, illegally played spell. The opponent can see that. The CPV. Uh, communication policy violation. The opponent has a chance to notice. Um, normally, resolving objects in the stack or multiple instructions in an incorrect order, you're supposed to draw the card anyway, right? So we don't want to we don't want to be overly harsh for a card for you getting a card that you were supposed to get. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's kind of why this is this and and this is why this is not there. Um, this is why this is not there. This is why we don't have the additional fix that we're going to talk about in just a moment is because we don't want to overly harshly punish these things because either it's something that you were supposed to do, you just kind of did it out of order, or it's something that your opponent had an opportunity to notice. And before we get to that next fix you just talked about, uh, the, 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 the very next thing is just tied to that. If an opponent confirmed the card draw, we can rewind the game or leave it as it is. If if I said, I'm going to cast Divination, and you go, that's fine. And I go, I'm going to draw three cards. And you go, that's fine. And I draw three. And then and then we go, wait, that's not right. 
then we call a judge. The, the options the judge has are to leave the game state as it is or to rewind and put a random card back on top of my library. Yep. Yeah. Now, this first, what's weird about this is, uh, A, it disappeared and came back, but B, it could really just be one of the ors in the statement we read previously. That yeah. is interesting. Uh, I think that this was probably a separate thing because this kind of silently disappeared and came back between the last mm -hmm. two editions of the IPG. So they probably just added the sentence in again. You're right. It could actually be clumped in with the last one. Oh, oh looking at the change log, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I know. It's in the previous yeah. version of the IPG. This sentence just disappeared and now it yeah. is back again. I missed it. All right. So, so what's the fix? Yeah, let's say none of those apply. Oh, so if it's not something everybody knows, uh, Legal resolution of an illegally played instruction, communication policy violation, resolving stuff out of order, or the, an opponent confirmed the card draw, then the options we have are, this is actually really interesting, we, uh, we have the player who committed the infraction reveal their hand, or if it was cards on top of the library, reveal those cards from the top of the library. Like dig, right? Like in dig through time, or if you scry an extra number of cards. Uh, they reveal that to their opponent. Their opponent will pick one of those cards, and that card will be shuffled into their library. Uh, I'm sorry, into the unknown portion of the library. So if you have cards that are known from scrying and whatnot, you leave those in the same place, just like you used to with, and still do, with looking at extra cards and other infractions. But um, shuffle it into the random portion of the library, and then you continue play from that point. Now, it's important to note that that you don't get to repeat whatever action caused the DEC. So if you're in the middle of resolving a spell and you draw too many cards, you're going to complete whatever you were doing. So, for example, uh, if I had a spell that said draw a card and then scry two, and I drew two cards, we're going to fix the DEC, and then I'm still going to get to scry two. But I'm not going to get to draw a card again. Uh, we don't. We don't. If I use a Johnny plus one it and put a card in my hand without revealing it, you're going to get to take a card from my hand, or my opponent will, and I will not get to do the Johnny thing again. I will just be down a card. Yep. All right, cool. And so, yeah, just, just to clarify just slightly there, is is we, we're going to have the opponent take the number of excess cards. Oh, yes, that's fair. Thank you. So if I've Yeah, not just one. It's, it's yeah. one, and usually it's going to be one, but sometimes... For whatever reason, you've drawn more than one card, in which case, yes, you take the number of excess cards. Um, I think there might be some rare corner cases where you have zero excess cards, but uh, I haven't actually seen that come up. Now, um, this has no impact on improper drawing at start of game. We still apply improper drawing at start of game to things that are improper drawing at start of game. We're not going to go... You mulligan to six and drew seven. We're going to let your opponent pick a card for your hand. That is not what we do. We still <laughs> yeah, apply that, that, that infraction hasn't changed. Well, well, when we, took, we we have something to say about it in a little bit, but yeah. Well, yeah, but the infraction itself didn't change. That's a true statement. The infraction <laughs> itself did not change. So the words, yet, the words used, <laughs> still apply. Are still the exact same. So, uh, just a quick little note I wanted to add here is that you know you might be listening to us here and being like, well. You know, someone dig through times for eight cards. Uh, that feels like looking at extra cards. You know, w what is looking at extra cards still, right? Like, how what what could possibly apply to that? And so, it's kind of a, a, a gut feeling for what what the difference is. But it but basically, drawing extra cards is when you're told to do something to a set of objects, 
Um, so generally, on generally when it's going to butt heads with looking at extra cards, is you're told to do something to a set of objects on top of your library, and you do more to that set of objects. So you're told to scry two, and you look at the top three. That's drawing extra cards. You're told to do something and, to that set of objects while it's still on top of your library. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You're you're mm. you're yes, you are actually looking at an extra card, lowercase looking at extra cards, but you're not looking at extra cards with a capital L. If if that right. the, the distinction between looking at extra cards is more uh dexterity errors. Like when you're shuffling you your opponent's library, you drop a card, you knock the top mm-hmm. card of your library off. Or and this this is this is the the line that might be a little hinky for some people, is um, you are starting to draw more cards than you should, and you catch it before it hits your hand. So it's the old, I'm supposed to draw a card for my turn. I grab the card off the top of the library. The sleeve stuck together, so it's two cards, and I'm bringing it up to the hand, bringing it up to the hand. I see both cards, and I stop. Okay, that is not performing a set of actions to cards on top of your library. That is, okay... You are starting to draw. You didn't actually draw. You are looking at that card. Yeah. And then a similar case is you're told to scry two. You pull up that second card and a third card sticks to it. In that case, it is drawing extra cards because you were told to scry two and you ended up with looking at three in your hand. Uh, But if you're told to scry two and you pick up two and then one kind of flips over and falls to the side, that's looking at that's looking at extra cards, right? Because that's that's a dexterity error. It's it's a little it's a little weird because because from from a wording standpoint you say oh well uh, if I scry one if I'm supposed to scry one and I instead scry two well that's drawing extra uh, that's drawing extra cards but if I'm supposed to draw a card but instead I start to draw two that's looking at extra cards <laughs> okay but it's it's because the 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 draw the action of draw is the card hitting your hand. If you stop yourself before you hit the hand, you haven't actually drawn it yet. But when you scry, you're picking the cards up to look at them to make a decision. That's 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 the action right there. Right. It's it's a, it's a it's a like I said, it's a it's a line. That's where the line is. You can you can fuss and and argue and whatever and say it doesn't make any sense. It does. It does. It honestly does to me. Like that. That's just instinctually. I I get it. I, I can I can feel where that line is. All right. What else can you feel? So I can feel the air calm. Can you feel the love tonight? I can feel the love tonight. It's, it is where I'm we're going to make the same joke in the next section that I made last night. OK, well, <laughs> OK, I don't remember the joke, so I hope it's good. All right. So since Scry is now evergreen, hey, I, got and... a, I got a question. Yes. Well, if it's evergreen, why is it always in blue so much? No, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> It was uh, the first time. It was. Uh, we talked about it too long the first time. So since Scry is now evergreen, um, and it's part of our tournament, or sorry, our uh, mulligan procedure, uh, we've gotten a new tournament shortcut for it. Uh, the new tournament shortcut basically just states that if you don't Scry, then you basically chose to just leave the cards on top, right? So if you have an action that says Scry 2, then draw a card or read the bones is a more, is an actual example of it. But uh, say you had an action that said scry two, draw a card and you go ahead and draw a card. Well, that's it. We're just going to assume it meant you decided not to scry. So there's not going to be an infraction there. Um, there's not going to be a rewind. You know, you, we're just going to say, Hey, you chose to leave those two cards on top and then draw the top one. 
this is kind of cool. Um, if if I can give just a, a brief brief story as as Again. to why this is why this is a good change. Um, it was you know, like, it's funny you didn't tell the story last time, and you said you were going to. I know, and now I remember. <laughs> well, now you remember. Now Go remember. ahead. Okay, so it was um, an event. A uh, judge comes up to me, and uh, I was the head judge, and says, "Brian, uh, I think we got a problem." I go, why? I said, he said, I think we have a player who's intentionally missing his triggers. And I said, why? He goes, because he told me he was. I was like, all right, that's a pretty good indication that he's that he's missing, <laughs> that he's intentionally missing his triggers. Let's go over there and find out. So what the situation was, is there was a player who had out a Thassa God of the Sea, which uh, has that, um, at, that triggered ability at the beginning of your upkeep, Scry 1. Uh, his opponent had a card that you could tap and mill the top card of someone's library. And what he didn't want to do was he didn't want to look at the card on top of his library and his opponent see the reaction on his face and then make a decision as to whether or not to mill. So he wanted to dead draw it instead of looking at it. So... Yes, he was intentionally missing his trigger, but you know we were having the converse we were having the conversation, and he's like, "So I have to scry." I was like, "Yes, the rules say you have to scry." He's like, "Well, can I just pick the card up and not look at it?" And it's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I mean, it just it just became <laughs> it became stupid, and started out stupid. It did really start want, out stupid. If you really want to tilt your opponent, there you just blind ship it, right? Like. You just go, just put just, yeah, bottom. bottom every single one without looking. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so, <laughs> so I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of this tournament shortcut because it makes that situation just not dumb anymore. Yeah, and so we should also mention they removed a tournament shortcut that said that no tax says you're passing priority to probably the opponent. End of combat. End of combat. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> but that shortcut was removed because it nobody actually ever really needed it. Because if you say no attacks, I think we're pretty clear that we're right not still in the declare attacker step. Yeah, shortcuts are there specifically to remove ambiguity from communication so that the game can go forward as we normally expect it to. Uh, if there is a shortcut that is just never even noticed because it's never ambiguous it probably doesn't need to be a shortcut yeah i'm kind of wondering what situation caused that term shortcut to be created in the first place i, I yeah, wonder I, I wonder if it was just kind of one of these things where it's like well we're making a shortcut for attacks maybe we should also make a shortcut for no attacks too just to make sure all our bases are covered yeah i feel like it's something like that all right so we promised this in the previous episode that uh, this episode will cover how Scry and improper improper draw at start a game is going to work together. So, as everyone surely knows, because you've been playing with it for a week now, if you two weeks even, um, if you have fewer than your starting number of cards in your hand, then you get to Scry one when you decide to keep. Just normally so, six. Just yeah. If normally you have six cards, but if you're playing Vanguard, you could have more. <laughs> right, Vanguard. Uh, I was wording it more carefully to cover two-headed giant where you get a free mulligan, right? If you do the free mulligan in two-headed giant, you do not get to scry. But if you mold to six in two-headed giant, you do get to scry. Right. And if you're playing two-headed giant vanguard, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, so That sounds interesting. Are you like uh, the same I, I vanguard like or do you get two different vanguards? 
right? You could do Urza and Misha. Like, can we have two? Can we have? <laughs> can you both be the same? Like, separately be the same Vanguard? Like, can you be Momir Vig and I can be Momir Vig? I don't know. <laughs> yes, let's say yes. Although, Brian, you're our expert. You have to answer this. Although I'm going Are, to say that yes, while both of you can be Momir Vig, CJ Flavor Judge ruling, you may not be Mishra and Urza for your for your two headed giant Vanguard. They have, um, they, they have to be on. You opposite know when teams. Urza and Mishra were first envisioned, they were envisioned as a two headed giant. Um, but that's not how they ended up. Yeah, I but mean, when they were like, young, they actually worked together for a while. That's like that's yeah. like saying that Luke Skywalker's name was originally like Biggs Darklighter or something or whatever. It, it was uh, Star, Star Killer. Star Killer. Yeah, yeah. No, he, what he said is, but what I said is is actually like Vorthos fact. What which they the, started out as what they were kids or brothers or something. Yeah, but like yes. into their young adult life, they worked together. The the two antagonists in the Brothers War were in fact brothers. Yes. Thank you, Brian. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. So if you mull to six cards and then so something people do after they mulligan is they just look at the top card or I'm sorry, when they're about to mulligan, they just look at the top card. Right. And this doesn't make any sense to me, but it is something people do. And I guess they just want to know, was the mulligan correct, quote unquote, although was I really not? Was I going to draw the goods? Yeah. So if you mulligan to six cards and then you look at the top card because you're about to mulligan. And you don't indicate in any way that you are about to mulligan. So if you don't say ship, mole, uh, turn the beat around or whatever Jess said last time. I'm going to throw it back, yeah. You have to loudly, <laughs> loudly shout or sing, let's do the time warp again. That was it, not turn the beat around. <laughs> yes. Um, but if you if you don't do anything like that, you just look at the top card, then we're going to say that you've actually just decided to keep your hand. Because you effectively just scried, as far as far as we're concerned. So you are announcing to those people, you're done. That you pick, you made yeah. your pick, you scried. Good job. So to people in the habit of doing that, I would just recommend breaking that habit. I think that would be the safest option. Yes. Uh, you know, you only look at that top card when you're about to mulligan. I'm sorry, about to keep. All right. So what happens? So that's that's if I if I peek. So if you peek, you keep. Now that's with with six cards. Now what if you peek with seven? Yeah. We we discussed this last night. We discussed you're it. Keeping. I mean, sorry, you're not keeping. You're you're mulliganing. Yeah, that's where we we fell down. Uh, all came together. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a discussion of like how much how much advantage are you getting there by getting to know what your next card is. Uh, I, right. I, you look. We you all look definitely at, leaned. Yeah. You look at you look at the next card, and uh, well, well, normally when you have seven cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you would you would peak is you've already made the decision to mulligan. Right. I could see and the argument that that you have that you are, have been mulliganing previously and and scrying a lot, so you just thought to scry and forgot you had seven. Like that's a thing that could happen. Right. I could see that like, happening. Decide to keep scry. Oh wait, I can't actually scry because there's seven in my in my hand. In which case, making the mulligan is a little awkward. Yeah. But which is more punishing, making a mulligan in that situation or making them keep a really bad hand that they intended to ship? Making them keep question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I tend to because because right now from a from a, a the way it normally works. So here's the thing, guys, uh, listeners, um, don't don't uh, don't peek. 
unless yeah, so don't peek. Don't peek until after you've made your announcement as to whether or not you're mulliganing or keeping, and then only only do it uh, when you have six or less cards in your hand. Uh, I'm on the side of I'm on the side of uh, they just mold. <laughs> yeah, but let's get through these other situations real quick. All right, so let's say you uh, you draw that you mold to six, right? Mm-hmm. You look at that top card, and then you just mash your hand because once again you're a looker. You you didn't listen to us, and you're still a looker. And then you just mash your hand back into your library, and a judge is called because hey, you scryed and then you mold again. Like as far as the game is concerned, that's what you did. You're not supposed to do that. And you mold after so, you were supposed to. You mold in an improper time. Yep. What's that? So that is improper draw at start of game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So let's say, just, just to get an understanding for what improper draw at start of game means, let's just say you, you were supposed to mulligan to six. Let's say, I'm sorry. Let's just say you were supposed to mulligan to five, and you drew six. What we end up doing in that situation is we take two cards at random from your hand, and we shuffle them into your library. So you're now at so, four. Yeah, so you'd be at four. So basically that same philosophy applies here. You had six cards in hand. You shoved them into your library. You would go to five, but instead we're going to have you go to four there. So that's a dangerous game to try to play. And obviously if you just do this on purpose for some reason, that's cheating. Right. You're going to be disqualified. Right. It's it's kind of, I mean, the, the angle shoot is is pretty big where it's where it's where you're at six. You peek at the top card. If it's something that you wanted, you were like, oh, well, that's my scry. And if it's something that uh, you didn't want, then you'd be like, oh, well, that was just that was just uh, I was mulliganing. Yeah. So we're not. No. If you if you do that and you start to and you start to mull, well, that is improper draw and start a game. You were taking a mulligan when you aren't allowed and you're going to be going to four as opposed to five. All right. And then people who listen carefully to this episode will know these next two. But if you draw, if you mold a six and you draw that hand of six. And then you're going to scry one and you accidentally look at the top two. That is drawing extra cards under the new definition. You are told to scry one. You scryed two. So it's going to be drawing extra cards. Your opponent is going to pick one of those cards. We're going to shuffle into your library and you get to continue your scry with the other card. And similar to that, if you mold a six and you just forget, you know, maybe maybe you just don't know about the new mulligan rule. I don't know. But you just don't look at that top card. But you say you keep and you guys start the game. Well, that's the new tournament shortcut. We've decided that you just chose to leave the card on top. So yeah, we we decided the three of us. We yeah. We. Well, we write all policy. I don't I don't know. If, do people know that we don't talk about that very much? We write and decide all policy. Right. This is why we're not allowed to be in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> it would be disastrous for the judge program. Oh, absolutely. There'd be like that scene in Star Trek where they just kill everybody. Which Star Trek? Yeah, I don't. Which in, Star Trek? Into Darkness. In which particular scene? Oh, is that the okay. one where they're all in the boardroom and everyone just gets shot up? Yep. And Kirk figures it out like 10 minutes too late. <laughs> right? All right. So there's a bunch of miscellaneous changes to talk about as well. These don't really fall under any one particular thing. Uh, I'll take this first one. So in looking at extra cards, there, there used to be a line that said, um, if a card is moved a significant difference from the distance from the library and... Somebody takes a game action, it's no longer looking at extra <laughs> cards. I don't want to get too deep into the history of this line, but um, as Brian knows, Brian and I actually disagree on what that line was ever there for in the first place. But the point is, uh, half of that line has been removed. The part about someone takes a game action has been removed. So now, if a card is moved a distance from the library, so Brian will tell you that that means they start to draw it, 
and they're just kind of holding it in a different hand and someone, you know, and someone takes a game action, I will say the card got knocked off the top of your library. What? No, no, no. I'm saying that that extra sentence that you're talking about that got removed was to handle was to handle the ambiguity or the 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 judge corner case the judges love to create of well what happens if i drew a card into an empty hand how do i know that they've drawn it and they're not just looking at it well i had an easy answer for that i say did you draw it (laughs) and the answer is why why do they have that card right like because they were drawing it but again judge it judges love their little their little policy corner case things and how can i tell how do i know so you just put the sentence in the policy and then make the problem go away Hmm. well the point is that line went away not the (laughs) line about the card moving away from the library just the line about someone taking a game action so yeah i think it's pretty clear that once you start doing stuff you view that that's that card is if it's in your hand and you start doing stuff then it's in your hand if you've knocked it off the top of your library and it's just kind of sitting crooked and you're attacking and stuff like that and then you guys look over and see it that's that's looking at extra cards that's so i have a question how much do i have to pay you guys to stop talking about that (laughs) so the next piece of policy is apparently you can't do that anymore jess it is no longer legal to bribe a judge Uh, again. Loophole. Let's let's be honest here. If if I was willing to accept bribes beforehand, I'm also willing to look the other way on this rule. Also, <laughs> that's, I'd just like to point that's out very true. it is only illegal for, for players to bribe judges. Yes. If a judge bribes another judge, there's nothing wrong with that. Thankfully, the TO is just bribing me to be there in the first place. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna show up without that. <laughs> hey, I got this box for you. Let's say you come and work an event for me. <laughs> And I'll just Wink. leave this box here on the counter. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so the head judge of event can now ignore incorrect basic lands on a limited deck list where the intent was obvious. So what that means is someone's playing a Black White Allies deck. They register nine planes and eight islands, right? And they're playing no blue cards at all. If you're the head judge of this event, so once again, limited event, you don't have to go talk to them. You don't have to do anything. You can just fix it and move on. You can just ignore it, basically. If you Um, have to go look to verify, it's not obvious. Yes. It has to be very obvious. So it's also was removed that it for it to be an infraction when a player misregisters a pool. So we're talking about the player who actually opens the packs and puts them in the total column. For a limited deck list, uh, it used to be limited procedure violation for that player to misregister that pool. Now it is not. Right, so this now is like is nothing. the pre swap stuff. Yeah, before you swap, before you're building a deck, you're just registering all the cards. Right, this is when a person is registering the cards. And for anybody that doesn't know, at a large sealed event, they'll have somebody register the cards and pass that pool to someone else who will use it mm-hmm. to build a deck. If you are the person registering the cards, that won't play with them, and you make an error, first of all, please don't make an error. And secondly, <laughs> it's not an infraction. Yes. All right. So, yeah, tell us about CPV. Oh, yes. Canine Paloma virus. So, uh, what? Canine <laughs> Paloma virus? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for CP- CPV, um, you used to be able to rewind CPV. Uh, so if if uh, 
to the point of the error. That's the way it, it used to be. It's now got a slight tweak. So if I if CJ asks me how many cards are in your hand, and I go five when I really have four or six, and later we start doing stuff. The instruction was to rewind to the point of error, which was to the point of me giving CJ the wrong information. Now you rewind to the point of the players acting on that information. So right. so if I CJ says, how many cards do you have? And I go, I have four. And he makes makes some attacks and then he does something to to, you know, plays a spell to draw cards based on the number of cards in my hand. But he wanted to do that post-combat. Um, that would be what we would rewind to if he was like, I play this card uh, where I get to draw up to the number of cards you have. And I go, oh, well, I actually had four cards. Oh, well, I don't want to cast that then. We right. wouldn't rewind back through combat. Well, you well, might. Uh, so this, this will require some investigation. If he's like, I wouldn't have made those attacks if, if I'd known he had this other number of cards because reason, uh, right. we might back up that far. Sure, uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking normally. Now, here's one of the cool things about this this policy change. Uh, this policy change actually specifically happened because of a question that we were asked. That we were uh, an email was sent uh, to us, and the answer was, uh, "Well, um, normally we would rewind to the point of error, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Would make a lot more sense if we just rewind to the point of them acting on the error." message uh, uh toby the policy guy and he's like yeah i'm fine with that it'll be in the next update so uh ahoy uh ahoy ahoy uh kelly rainwater uh your uh your email uh resulted in a policy change <laughs> yay ahoy ahoy and uh and a policy change on judgecast where we only say ahoy to each other now ahoy ahoy <laughs> I mean, as a greeting, not just the well, only I word. Mean, actually, oh, always <laughs> to do that now, don't we? Oh, yeah, quite frequently, yeah, yeah. It's the, the uh, day after the day after we post. When I go into the the Georgia group, it's all ahoy, ahoy. We do. We actually do say ahoy a lot now. <laughs> uh, bringing it back, Cali Rainwater. All right. So last time we talked about the IPG, we talked about how if a card is missing. In a deck, so a deck list lists a card, right? And the card is actually missing from the deck, we will replace it with a basic land. If they then find the card later or get a copy of it through some means, we're able to revert the deck list back to how it was beforehand as long as they tell a judge that they found a card or, or whatever. So that happened with the previous IPG update. Uh, and that kind of brought that fix out of line with how marked cards work. Because marked cards, if a card is like really marked and it didn't happen through course of play. We can replace it with a basic land. And it didn't actually have that little clause about reverting it. So now that clause is in there. So now mark cards and the deck deck list problem are the same. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I, I, I really like that change. I, th I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. And I actually got to use it this weekend uh, at cool. the open that I was that I was judging at. So I'm, I'm glad that that exists and that it came right in time for me personally. I think so. Why? Why was it before where you couldn't? Is it is it just because the extra the additional manpower uh, to uh, fix it back? Maybe it's just no one thought about it. I mean, because like once we got the fix and the change in place, it, I don't know, it made a lot of sense to me. Like, it doesn't take much time to fix it back. No, but um, I think I think that's what it what it was for, right? 
It was just, it was like, ah, it takes some effort to get it back. Now, if you lost it, that's, we're going to fix it one time, and then you just deal with the results. I think there was a small fear that you could, that, that there was a way to gain a slight advantage that way. Um, and uh, also keep in mind that there was a time when, for deck deckless problems, um, we just made you play, you know, whatever was on the list. And, and the create, this was, this was a more recent thing where you could, replace things with basic lands or sorry yeah. we, rather we made you play we, what was on the list and like and if you couldn't if make you it couldn't, you you made you play basic lands so there, there were some different situations that were that, that caused some awkwardness and i don't want to go too far into it because it doesn't matter anymore but um i i don't know for sure it, it's it's really strange all right uh just a few little more miscellaneous items one is if you don't present your deck to the opponent for the opponent to shuffle it, it is now considered insufficient shuffling. Yeah. Woohoo! Seems straightforward. Yeah. Seems obvious. Yeah, it's it's probably only going to get called. Like I'm just guessing, it's really only going to get called when the person shuffles, and then they it only matters because they're going to immediately draw the card on the top of their library. You know, I mean, I right. I, 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 yeah. I don't think this is going to be called. Like players are going to call a whole whole lot, but if you were sitting there and you're watching. Uh, insufficient shuffling just got a lot more frequent. Right, it's, it's one of those rare infractions that uh, judges don't give uh, uh, very often, uh, especially as often as they should. But it just got a lot more frequent. Yeah, that's true. So educate your players. Um, indeed. Uh, speaking of things that are more frequent and now less frequent, um, <laughs> so there is only one upgrade for a GRB. There used to be this this GRB upgrade that. Before that was looking or it was uh, it was a uh, failure to reveal and and now the only way to upgrade a GRB that isn't the multiple warnings upgrade path is uh, to play a non morph creature face down and when we catch that it becomes a a, a game loss for an upgraded GRB. Yep. Now there's a, a an exception to that. What? Yeah. What? I... And the exception is new. Yeah. Now, some of you people were told about it before the rest of us, but it's new to us. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Don't know what it is. That didn't cause an inconsistent ruling. What? Oh, it's not like they told us back in December and then just forgot. Well, anyway, it's finally in the IPG. Brian, tell us about this exception. Okay, the exception exception is basically if you play a morph, uh, or sorry, if you play a non-morph face down, and then before you uh, draw a card or were to have that non-morph change zones or anything like that, basically interact with it in any way, shape, or form, you realize, oops, I just played this non-morph and I still have the morph in my hand that I thought I was actually playing. Uh, you are allowed to, instead of getting a game loss, you will get a, a warning, a stern glare, and then we will just we will just swap seas. We'll just take the we'll take the morph out of your hand, put it down, and pick the pick the the non morph back up and put it in your hand. You get your warning, you get your finger wag, and everything's fine. Now the the the, the potential for abuse in this is pretty low, uh, because and you have to call the situation on yourself. It can't be like discovered uh, by the opponent. Uh, is because swap seas like a, a a policy term. Yeah, yeah, it's in section one. Yeah. <laughs> Swapsies. After rewind, uh, it's, rewinds and swapsies. It's uh, it's after exactsies. 
<laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. So, um, so the re- the reason being is you have to have a morph in your hand. You can't have drawn a card or anything like that. Like you couldn't have gotten any more cards in your hand. So if you if you don't have a morph, uh, this is a problem. Um, there, and you have to call it on yourself, and you have to call before it matters. You know, like you go to flip it up, and then you're like, oh, oh. Right, you can't wait till your opponent's about to, you know, stoke the flames it or something. Right. So, so uh, one question I did see is, well, what if they have two morphs in their hand? And it's like, well, then they get to choose. Like, yeah, we're we're really in corner case land there. Yeah, that's a minor case. Like, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, on the topic of morph, I just felt like with all these DEC changes and everything, it's worth noting that if you don't reveal a morph when it's returned to your hand. It, that is still a game rule violation. It's still a warning, and there's really not much we can do to rewind it. Right. So, so I didn't want to get it confused with the drawing extra cards line that says that you fail to verify specific characteristics of a card with his or her opponent as required by a spell or ability before putting it into his or her hand. Right. It doesn't apply here because this is not a spell or ability. It is a game rule telling you to reveal that card. It's, it's not part of Morph. It's part of the game rules that state that any face-down card manifests must be turned face up when they change zones revealed yep. sweet all right guys uh i don't think we sounded that beaten down after all no <laughs> i was worried we'd do this one and just, no. uh, oh, oh, I mean, we did a little we did a little like by comparison i think we did but <laughs> I think, yeah i think there was there was less upbeat and i think probably we went through some sections a little bit faster than we did yeah, so. now the, the true loss is the loss of me breaking Brian's heart at this part in the last episode and telling him how the Puppet Museum is going to be closed and we cannot go to it on the Monday after SCG Atlanta this opening weekend. opening that up I am. again. Which I would, reminds I me. Am. Sorry, go ahead. I was no. just saying I was mourning the loss of not being able to see Emmett Otter and the Skeksis yeah. all day today. <laughs> Sorry. Which reminds me, uh, if you're going to be at... Uh, the SCG open in Atlanta this weekend. You can say hi to Brian and CJ. If you're going to be at the Grand Prix in Madison, Wisconsin this weekend, you can say hi to me. Um, and, and if you're both, if you manage you to can, be in both simultaneously, you can say hi to everybody. Sure. I'll give you a dollar. And CJ will give you a dollar. <laughs> I will. You can I'll give also a picture give a of dollar. you and Jess. And then you come find me yes. at the SCG Atlanta. I will give you a dollar. I tell you what, if you have a picture of you, Jess, in a newspaper, <laughs> with the date on it <laughs> and present that to me, I'll give you five dollars. Do you remember that Ooh. show early edition? Yes, I do. Like that guy that that guy would get your dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's cheating. Alright. <laughs> well, time to wrap this bad boy up. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Jess and Brian, for being my co-host forever. My name's CJ Trader. I keep it fair. I'm Jess Dung, so I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman and I keep it not using the same sign off I did yesterday because it doesn't make as much sense now. Yeah, that's crestfallen. It was crestfallen.